0: I'm James Milley, and I'm Alex Mito, and this is the Artist Business Plan, your favorite weekly business
1: podcast for artist entrepreneurs, hosted by Superfine Art Fair. What's going on, business artists? You are listening to the Artist Business Plan, and that means that you are certifiably awesome. I'm Alex Mito. I'm the CEO and co founder of Superfine Art Fair. We're the most widespread art fair for independent artists in the US. We're also one of the top resources for all things art, artists, and marketing of your art. Today, we've got Stephanie Sheffes here with us on the mic. Stephanie's going to share her thoughts on becoming a curator and what it takes to operate an art gallery. I'm super excited to hear what she has to say, but first, I've got an offer here just for you, ABP listeners.
0: Artists, have you ever felt anxious, alone, and unsure about the next move in your career? Good news, those days are over! Since 2015,
1: we've spent thousands of hours developing the best art fair model for independent artists just like
0: you who want to take control of your career, build your collector list, and make a real sustainable income from your art. Superfine started with the connection between artists and an eager, empowered, qualified buying audience. So many alternatives didn't provide any real value for the artists who spent their precious time, hard-earned money, and major effort mounting and exhibiting their work without the results to back it up. And that meant that it was time for something new.
1: For seven years, Superfine has focused on breaking down these barriers and creating sustainable economic opportunities for artists to build careers from our fair. To find your place at a Superfine Fair, simply visit www.superfine.world
0: sell hyphen your hyphen art. Don't miss the chance to be part of the top business artist community in the world. Oh, and when you mention the Artist Business Plan, you'll receive $150 credit on your booth no matter what size or city you choose.
1: So that's $150 off go online to www.superfine.world slash sell hyphen your hyphen art to set up your qualification call with James and get started selling your art with superfine today. Again, that's www.superfine.world slash sell hyphen your hyphen art. All right. So we are back here with Stephanie Sheffis. Stephanie started curating art exhibits over a decade ago in Los Angeles and San Francisco. She's now calling Portland home since 2014. Sheffis retains an eye for cutting edge and often challenging work that demands attention. Highlighting a diverse blend of contemporary artists from around the world, her gallery Sheffis Projects features monthly exhibitions with an emphasis on cultivating new talent and encouraging risk and evolution among established visionaries. Sheffis also maintains her unique ability to coordinate group shows with distinct concepts that allow artists plenty of breathing room to interpret and explore. Sheffis project is the result of both passion and dedication, as well as commitment to sharing the best in contemporary art with enthusiasts and collectors alike. Welcome to the Artist Business Plan, Stephanie.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
1: And we're glad to have you. And we have a bit of a tradition on this show. Before we get started, which is that we'll ask all of our guests, what is the earliest memory that you have of art?
2: Oh wow! Um, well, I grew up in a in a small town in Florida, and so, and and we're talking like in the seventies and eighties, and, and so there wasn't a whole lot of art accessible to me, but I do remember being. Um, you know, creative from a very young age, you know, drawing, um, you know, even, even creating some clothes for myself and taking, you know, my mom's camera and doing a little photo shoot with my sister and our dog at the time, um, which didn't necessarily make my mom happy because there was, you know a lot of money dedicated to photo developing that <laughs> she wasn't too crazy about. But um, also my grandmother, she she was an artist and she was actually um, planning to go to art school until she met my grandfather. And then, um, you know, life kind of changed for her, but she was, always involved with painting and making ceramics. And so a lot of her pieces would be around our house. Um, And, you know, it was always just a visual uh, reminder of her. And it wasn't until I entered college where I was really exposed to... You, you know, the art, art history and all these major artists. And I absolutely fell in love with it. And that's when I decided that I wanted to forge a, a career in the art world.
1: I love that. And I wanted to ask you, Stephanie, what, what small town in Florida was it? Uh, the town is called
2: Inverness, Florida.
1: I'm, I'm familiar. I'm from the Tampa Bay area. So, like, um, oh, yeah, oh, cool. Palm Harbor, left coast. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that. And now it's time to kind of dive into the questions here. So, the path to curation is never straightforward. Sometimes it stems from exploration into the arts before really branching into the field. How did you go about? creating your own voice as a curator and making it stand apart from those curators around you?
2: That's a really good question. And I feel like it's somewhat hard to, to really explain, but, um, you know, in Florida there really wasn't a, a whole lot art wise happening. You know, there wasn't a big scene. And at, at one point I decided that I was, to make the move to LA and delve into the art scene there. And I wasn't curating at first, but I, I was working with some small art galleries and just learning a lot about the process and also going to a lot of art openings and and meeting artists. And, and um, when I decided that I wanted to try my hand at curating, because, you know, I just, I just loved it so much, you know, I decided that I was just going to pull from all the different areas and scenes, pull artists that I, that I loved that spoke to me. And, you know, looking back on it, I, you know, it, it was something rather unique that I was, that I was doing because I was, I was just gravitating towards work that resonated with me in some way. And, you know, I I did receive some feedback at one point where somebody told me, you know, it's just like a very interesting way of how you, you know, put your shows together. Um, You know, it's always fun to watch. And I didn't really understand what he meant at the time. But looking back on it, I I think what I was doing was because I was pulling from all these different areas, I was putting together artists that you might not necessarily think would work together, but I found some common thread between them and thought that they would just work really well together. And, and through that process, you know, it's kind of created something that was visually unique. And so I feel that in order to, to have your show stand apart, to, to really stand out, um, basically you, you just, Put together shows, curate shows with artists that you really love. That you know, their that their work speaks to you and good things will happen.
1: I love that. I mean, I think that's good advice for artists also who are trying to be, I mean, let's say noticed or being or be involved in different shows is remember that you're you're looking at human beings who are looking for work that speaks to them. So kind of making sure that you're when, when you're interacting with curators or people who might be putting on shows you want to be a part of, um, think about how your work speaks to them and think about, you know, it, that being part of the conversation as you meet them and as you as you uh, put yourself out there to be in shows. Um, so thank you for sharing that, Stephanie. Um, I want to talk a little bit about coordination and, you know, because you coordinate different shows through your gallery and also curating. So that's critical for so many things in the business of art. What are some of the difficulties that you face when you're coordinating group shows as opposed to solo exhibitions and what do you wish artists considered before applying to those?
2: Well, solo shows are by far so much easier to coordinate. Uh, You're you're working with one artist. um, So all the artwork is coming from one place. All the communication is just happening with you and that artist. Um, When it comes to group shows, and also depending on how large the group show is, there are so many different personalities that you have to work with. And um, everybody works at a different pace, in a different way. Um, They need, you know, some people may need more information or maybe a little bit more hold-handing you know, hand holding, sorry, <laughs> hand holding than um than others. And uh so I, I think that's kind of um like a, a big part of it. You just have to learn what each artist needs um how how to communicate with that artist and you know that just that just develops over time you know you just you just kind of learn over time and the more you the, the more you work uh with the same artist over and over again you you get to learn how they work and how they communicate and it just gets easier and easier. Um, another Another challenging aspect is shipping. If you're working with artists who aren't local, um, I, I mean, I think everybody knows that shipping gets kind of expensive, and so you always have to take that into consideration. Um, so, so usually when I'm working with an artist who is outside of outside of Portland, you know, um, I, I don't ask. For a large painting, you know, I'm I'm looking for you know something a little bit more manageable, something that's a, a little affordable, more affordable to ship, um, just so expenses don't get too high. So that's something to keep in mind for sure. And another thing is, you know, when. You know, you're working with an artist, like, say, an artist who works on paper. um, Framing is something that needs to be discussed with that artist, you know? I mean, there's always the choice of not framing the work, displaying it, presenting it unframed. Um, But framing can get kind of expensive, so that's, that's something that um you and the artist would would have to figure out and discuss. And I guess the the other question was what things should an artist consider before applying? Probably if their if their work really fits with the concept of the show, that would be a main factor. And then also, of course, shipping and framing too, if that actually applies.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's really helpful. And I think that's something, you know, us being a different business model, you know, where the artists are are showing independently, it it still holds true. Um, you know, no matter what kind of exhibition it is. Uh, you often find that, you know, artists who will be very ambitious with uh the work that they want to bring or that they that they think is, you know, maybe true to their practice at that moment. But you know, the, the practical considerations of shipping can really make or break your experience as an artist and also as the venue, as the gallery or an art fair. Um, so it's something to think about, you know, you know, if your costs double, triple, quadruple, you have a certain level of expectation that can sometimes be hard to meet. So I think really considering that more, and I basically agree with you, Stephanie, just, you know, for artists to consider a little more um, the work they want to show in out of town or out of their town exhibitions, um, making sure that it's going to be cost-effective. Um, and the other note that you made, I, I very much agree with, um, which is for artists to consider, does the work fit into the theme of the show? That's a pretty big one, right? So, um, trying to get past that criteria, doesn't necessarily make you look good. And if you don't know, uh, I, I feel, and you know, maybe you agree, Stephanie, it's okay to ask but it's better to ask and know than to like kind of try to slip something in cause it's, it's not going to work. So. Right.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Cool. Um, all right. So now what are some of the best ways for an artist to, it, to let, what, what are some of the best ways for an artist to get the attention of a gallery when they're interested in being showcased and having their work sold through the gallery channel? Well,
2: I think the best way is is really just to get to know the gallery and the gallery's programming. You know, you if you're interested in showing with the gallery, it's it's really best to really ask yourself if your work is very similar to the work that this gallery shows. Um and you know, do you show artists that you consider your contemporaries? And does the gallery, um, you know, do well with selling works at price points that are similar to your own? Um, and also, it, it's just it's you know, it's always best. I, I feel to really get to know either, you know, like the gallery owners or maybe, um, the gallery manager, you know, the other people that work there. Um, it's, it's rarely, it rarely works when you basically just do a cold call, you know, whether it's just walking in there with some sort of portfolio or, um, you know, sending an email to, uh, you know, a bunch of people that you've never even met before or, um, you know, even calling up the gallery. I've had people do that and I'm just like, (laughs) you you know, it's, it's just kind of awkward sometimes. So, you know, and the best way, obviously, to get to know the people that are part of that, are part of the gallery is you know to attend their openings, you know, and that's a great way to you know casually meet them. It's also a great way to uh, meet other artists and other people in the art community too, um, and then kind of mix it in with going there during the run of an exhibition, and you know maybe hopefully. Striking up a conversation kind of one-on-one that's a little bit more, you know, um, involved, you know, um, because art openings can be a little, you know, distracting at times. Um, But I would, I would say those were, those are the best ways to do it.
1: Yeah. And that's something I I tend to agree with, you know, um, no matter what it is, whether you're writing for a grant, whether you're, you know, applying for residency, whatever it may be getting to know the people behind it is so key like that it's not just this entity there's actually people there um starting to see the organizations that you want to be a part of as the people behind them and get to know those people and what they're what they're about what they look for like how they are also for one you want to know if you want to work with them it's not just like i want to work with them de facto because they exist like you want to know if this is a fit for you so That's i agree with true. that yeah Absolutely, very
2: true. Yeah, um, because the last thing you want to want to do is is be connected with a gallery that um, doesn't treat you or your artwork with respect, right? So, you know, it, it's just it's just like you said. It's it's great to to know who you could potentially be working with, and I also just want to add, you know, just um, You know, try to make it an an organic process, you know. Don't go into the gallery like a salesperson, basically. You know, um, if I think that can be a little off-putting for for most people. So it's just about, it's more about forming a relationship. And then if, once the gallery gets to know you and knows your artwork, um, then there can be a process as to whether or not the gallery thinks that there's a potential fit there.
1: Yeah, I agree. I I mean, this kind of organic networking, you can have uh, a plan of kind of what you want to achieve, but coming at it more organically and actually networking, going to those openings, and then also going through the run of a show because an opening can be overwhelming and then really meeting the people and getting to know them it has so many benefits for you as someone who might want to be part of that program um we're going to come right back and stephanie's going to tell you more about pursuing the career of an art gallerist and driving audiences in but first a quick message from our sponsors
0: artists are you struggling with getting yourself out there and selling your work well you came to the right place For seven years, Superfine Art Fair has traveled across the United States and connected with all sorts of art professionals, from curators, gallerists, a community of successful artists, and everything in between. We've developed strategies to assist hundreds of artists just like you take control of their careers, build relationships with collectors, and create the art income and freedom that they deserve. From New York City to San Francisco, Miami Beach to Seattle, your next art fair is right around the corner. You can apply to be a part of the fair when it comes to a city near you by visiting www.superfine.world sell hyphen your hyphen art. Mention the artist business plan during your qualification call and we'll take $150 off your booth fee for any city and any fair you choose. Today's the day to start taking control of your art career.
1: All right, we are back here with Stephanie Sheffus. Stephanie, now that you've had years of experience in the field as a curator and a gallerist, what is some advice you would give to someone out there who maybe wants to forge the same path? I know some of our artists end up wanting to have a gallery to showcase their work or the work of others. So, what would you what would you say to that? And what challenges might they face?
2: First off, I would I would definitely Um, try to figure out what type of gallery you would want. You know, I mean, there's lots of different types out there. Um, Do you want to be a small gallery that basically champions emerging artists? Um, Maybe you want to form a collective, you know, with other artists and have it be a place where each one of you um, takes a month to display a show. Or do you want more of a retail aspect to a gallery? Um, So that's something um, you should definitely try to figure out um, before you get started. And the challenges so many, challenges. there are so many challenges. Um, you never, you're never really going to quite know what you're in for. Um, and that's kind of the beauty of being a little bit naive. You know, you just, you just put one foot in front of the other and you do it. And when those obstacles come up, you basically just have to kind of roll with it and try to figure it out. But, um, you know, the one, one thing I would definitely say is the gallery, the gallery world is a business. So you definitely have to approach it in that way. Um, and hopefully you can find a balance between showing artists that you that you really love and that you wanna champion and also being able to um, pay the bills, right? So hopefully there's that balance that's gonna happen there. Um, but you definitely come up with like a, a financial plan, in the beginning, it's going to change. It always change. Changes. There's always like some unexpected cost that arises, and um, you have you just have to be very aware of that and expect it to happen. Um, and you know the I I believe the reason why a lot of galleries don't really succeed is cause they don't really approach it as a business. and the cold, hard truth is that if you don't have the money to pay the bills, the gallery really isn't going to be around that lo- that much longer. <laughs> you know, That's just it is what it is. So um, I, I would say that's probably the biggest challenge to overcome.
1: Yeah, guys, you got to think of it as a business, just like if you're an artist with your career, I mean, it's a business. So, you know, really putting together a plan, knowing that there's going to be some flexibility and some changes, but also starting with that, that need, um, looking at, you know, what the financials are, what kind of, what kind of art gallery that you want to create is, and then really kind of just working towards that. I think that's very key. Um, so thank you, Stephanie. Um, so a lot of things have become much more convenient. I guess we we'll use convenient in quotes here. Uh, being online, people can look at art, and buy it without ever leaving their homes. So as a physical gallery in person or having a big, uh, you know, a major physical component, um, it can be challenging to get people in the doors. How do you do it? And 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 you know, what's bringing people in the doors?
2: Great, great shows, great artists first and foremost, um, and, you know, you just have to keep getting the word out there too, you know, uh, reach out to your local press outlets, national press outlets. Uh, social media is a huge one. I think everybody's pretty aware of that. Um, it, it can be a great tool to get the word out to your community and beyond really um but it, it's so important, I feel to to see artwork in person. Art just has a different feel when you're when you're viewing it in a space. It has a different presence. Uh, you could your eye picks up so much more detail, such as texture and color than a camera lens can. And therefore, it's, it's so important to actually see an artist's work in person, especially if it's an artist that you're unfamiliar with and have never seen in person. You know, I, I think that's especially important. I, I definitely can understand art uh, collectors, art collectors who will buy an artist's work online, sight unseen, if they are familiar with that artist's work. Let's say they saw it in person at a show, um, you know, somewhere in town or while they were visiting another city, or if they've, they already have a piece from that artist, you know, they kind of know what to expect. But to buy something you know, where you've never even seen the art artist work in person. It's just, I feel like that's just a little, it's a little nerve wracking, but <laughs> I mean, people do it though. Um, I think I got a little off track.
1: No, you're totally good. <laughs> no, and, and you know, b- b- being an art fair organizer, I mean, we went through, you know, the, the year and a half of the pandemic. We did we did virtual, I mean, we ha- we worked with a company um, to build virtual fairs that you could walk through, and we had um, web things where we had curators walking through them. I mean, it was definitely interesting, but I think we were all so excited to get out again uh, in fall 2021 and actually see the work in person. It's just such a different experience, like, I mean... And I think like, you know, as a collector, like my, my, I always say like my threshold for what I'll buy said unseen is in the like low hundreds of dollars. So unless I, unless I've seen the artist work in person and I know because the ones I've seen are really strong, that this is probably great too. Um, if I've just seen something on Instagram or on a website, I, I'll spend two, $300, maybe a print or maybe a very small painting or something. But, you know, in person, you really get, you fall in love with work and you really want to take it home. Um, so I love everything. Yeah. And, um, and there's so many, so many good ways to get the word out know, whether you are, you eventually do start a gallery yourself or whether it's just, you know, part of a show or, or, uh, put together a pop-up exhibition or you're in a fair, whatever it may be, just, you know, reaching out to local outlets, telling the story. Why is this exciting? Getting people out using social media. Um, especially if you're a group of artists or if you're a gallery featuring a group of artists um, getting a common message out, you know, to, to everyone's audiences is, is is really important as well. Um, so yeah, I completely agree. I think there's so many intrinsic benefits to actually experiencing art in person. And so I hope there's more people out there who believe that and are willing to keep pushing it forward. So cool. Um, so unfortunately we do have to bring it to a close here. Um, so Stephanie, this has been a wonderful conversation. Uh, let's bring it home for our listeners out there. What is your number one tip for an artist who's just getting started in their career?
2: I would say, you know, just, I mean, first of all, keep making art. Just keep pushing yourself, keep creating. Um, and also get out there in your art community. Start getting to know the other artists. Um, that are out there, get to explore what is out there, what's being made, uh, get to know the gallerists, get to know the art lovers who are attending openings and and just attending, you know, uh, shows in general. You know, it, it's so important. I think as as artists, you know, and people with, uh, just creative, creative personalities in general, they tend to kind of keep to themselves a little bit, you know, it's like, you're, you're just kind of in your own little world, um, creating, creating art or, um, you know, just, just kind of, um, ostracizing yourself from the rest of the world. And it's just really, really important to get out there and to network and to be among your
1: peers. So guys, get out there, network, be among your peers, make yourself part of the scene that you're a part of. And I think that is an amazing final tip there. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Everybody, did you catch everything on this episode? If not, that's okay, because you can listen to it again and to all of our past podcasts on our website at superfine.world. To connect with Stephanie, you can follow her on Instagram at PlatinumCheese. That'll be in our show notes as well. Be sure to check us out at Superfine Art Fair on Instagram. We always appreciate it anytime you share the Artist Business Plan whenever you're listening to us, enjoying it and benefiting from the podcast. We also would love it if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That's our most popular streaming platform. Um, it, every time you leave a rating or review, it helps other artist entrepreneurs just like yourself find us and listen to our and our guests' amazing perspectives. As always, I want to wrap up the show by sharing a quick quote with you all. And today, the quote is The public wants to understand and learn in a single day, a single minute, what the artist has spent years learning. And that is Paul Gauguin. Stephanie, it has been such a pleasure having you with us today. Thank you for sharing your perspective with our listeners. We're very grateful to you.
2: Thank you so much. It's been fun.
1: Yeah, the pleasure was all mine. Everyone else, have an awesome rest of your day. Remember to stay on top of your artist business plan, get out there and make it happen.
0: Thanks for joining us for another episode of The Artist Business Plan, hosted by me, Alex Mito, and me, James Milley.
1: Join us each week to hear leaders in the art, marketing, and business arenas discuss
0: tips and tricks designed to help you thrive and sell more art. To listen to this episode and all of our past episodes, just visit www.superfine.world and click the Artist Business Plan.
1: And we love to hear what you have to say, so just follow us on Instagram
0: at superfineartfair and shoot us a message just to let us know you're listening. Want to exhibit at an upcoming fair? Go to www.superfine.world sell hyphen your hyphen art. Until next time, keep listening, keep creating, and keep up your artist business plan.